0: Hello, welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. So good to be with you, Pastor Josiah, along for the ride. We're going to get into God's Word today and uh, looking especially to context and where can we see Jesus in these verses and just looking to apply them to our lives as followers of Christ. Can't solve everything in one podcast, that's for sure, and we're not even trying to do that. We're just trying to stay on the road with the word, stay on the word, stay in our Bibles. Okay? That's what we're trying to do. And everything, doing something like that, it's always better together. So today we're going to be in Psalm 68, okay? Our verse of the day is Psalm 68. Long psalm, good one. That's one of my favorite, and I'm going to have to cover it because it's just been, it's done me a lot of good. In times of... You feel some spiritual warfare going on in your life or just a you know, you just something's around you or near you or in a situation that, that's not right. There's a great uh, prayer here in Psalm 68, which I've used a lot. So we'll get to that. but right now we're going to be in Psalm 68 verse 5, okay? Psalm 68 verse 5, and it says, "Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God." In His holy habitation, all right. So it's just a de- it's a declarative statement about God. It's telling you who He is, or, t- or something about His character. Okay. So it says, "Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in His holy habitation." Now, being fatherless in our culture, I'm um, here in 21st century America. Uh, being fatherless in this culture, not knowing who your dad is or having him not be in your life or, you know, he died early or you never knew him or anything along those lines is not good. It's really hard. makes your life harder. It's sad. leaves you with some emotional wounds that are hard to deal with and that we all need to get help with. So it's a big deal. But it was a big – it wasn't even – well I don't know I don't want to say it was a bigger one back then I, how how would I know? but let's just say it was it's a big deal now and it was a big deal back then too okay and then to be a widow, so you had a husband and now he's gone. most you know widow usually is because they died your husband died that I can I think I can say that was as far as economically and having someone to like take care of you back then it was even worse it's bad now and i do i think it's okay to say it was worse then i don't know i'm getting myself in trouble here when i don't mean to here's what i'm trying to say the fatherless and the widow was a way that in the old testament you'll see it a lot it means to say the the most vulnerable people in our culture okay i just need that's the only idea i'm trying to get across here That to say that God is a father of the fatherless and a protector of widows means that God in his holy habitation, habitation means where he lives. So where he lives in holiness, he is a father to the fatherless and a protector of widows. That's the bottom line. Uh, Meaning that he is, he takes it upon himself. It's a part of his character to be a protector of the most vulnerable in our culture. All right. So that's the point that's being made here which is good news um, to so many of us. So many of us find ourselves in these positions. I know I do. Perhaps you do too. Maybe even in multiple ways. And what I love here, okay, it's being juxtaposed is as as a 50-cent word for it, but it's like being laid beside this idea of God and his holy habitations. So I don't know how you would think of that, but to me, and I think the sense here is an all-powerful God In His all holy habitation is like this powerful, unapproachable, unknowable. You know what I mean? Powerful type picture of God. So, alongside of that, it's being made clear that He is a Father of the fatherless and a protector of widows. So, even so, God is both. Christianity teaches that God is both. You know, imminent. You know, infinitely close to us close to the, you know, brokenhearted, near to the crushed in spirit. You know, we look at um, Jesus on the cross. It's this defenseless position, this vulnerable position that God chooses for himself because no one could force it on him. So he chooses to look out for, be protector of the widows, the fatherless even though it doesn't change the fact that he is an all-powerful, all-holy God in his holy habitation, okay? So that's kind of the powerful picture that's being given to us in the way that I love in the Psalms, which is usually these, you know, two lines. A lot of verses in the Psalms are two lines that, you know, are laid beside each other for effect, and that's what we have here. All right, now I know that um, context is going to be cool here, so I want to do two things with it. One, let's finish out, so let's go to verse 6, which will be the end of this kind of collection here so it's a little bit they put a space in the ESV there's a space four five and six form kind of a group so this will be the end of that group so he's a father of the fatherless protector of widows is God in his holy habitation verse six God settles the solitary in a home he leads out the prisoners to prosperity but the rebellious dwell in a parched land okay so notice that again in a cool way, it talks about God's accessibility, his humility, his care and compassion on people who need it. So God settles the solitary. That would be considered like this horrible thing. You're by yourself. You have no one. Solitary. He, he takes those who are solitary and he settles them in a home. And he leads out the prisoners, another place of vulnerability, of having fallen low and being left out by your culture. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity. Okay? And then, like, just like what happened in 5, this is pretty cool, so watch this. Just like what happened in 5, holiness is addressed again, but in a different way. So he's there for the vulnerable, but never forget his holiness, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. So those who want to go up against God, those who want to make themselves an enemy of God, they will find that he is holy, that they will dwell in a parched land land. That's not a good place to be. It's like a place with no water. Okay. The rebellious will dwell on a parched land. So if you're vulnerable, you have a friend in God. Does that make sense? And you'll find this all throughout the Bible. Totally cool. And uh, so you go to um, Jesus' sermon on the mountain. You'll find this. He hits it right off the bat. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. They will inherit the earth. He kind of goes after this, like, blessed are those who know you don't have it, because I am there for you. But for any of you who think you have it, <laughs> the rebellious, if you really want to take me on, you will find yourself outside. The rebellious dwell in a parched land. All right, so it's it's both, and what you'll find, I've found this in my own life, and maybe you have too. And then you definitely see it in our culture, where you you'll find followers of God, or just or just people in general. They want one or the other. They want God to be just like this totally, no matter what you do or who you are or what you're up to, God is totally for you. Or you find this other way where it's like all people are going to hell. Everybody's bad. God hates everyone. He's holy and maybe two people will ever see his face. You know, like that kind of thing. So i are always trying to choose these extremes, whereas the Bible makes it clear who God is. He is totally available so like Jesus on the cross, like here I am if you need me. But if you don't need me and you have to have your own way, then here is my infinite holiness. Okay, so it's both. Great scriptures here, guys. Thank you for being along for the ride. I was saying there's, I can't uh, let today's episode stop without pointing out my favorite scripture here, or one of my favorites for uh, so like I said, if you've ever felt in your life, we, you know, we know the Bible is very plain. We have an enemy His it, it's Satan. He is it, Satan and his army, whatever that means. They work against Christians. There's times in our lives where there's just, we know there's spiritual opposition, you know, in our home, we're trying to witness to a friend, a neighbor, um, just all these kind of things. So we're trying to do things for church or outreach or something like this. You just come upon this, the presence of evil in our world and sometimes especially focused in certain situations. And so listen to this. This is um, Psalm 68, verse 1. It's a little separate from our episode today, but I just can't go past this without sharing it with you guys. So listen to what this says. God shall arise, his enemies shall be scattered, and those who hate him shall flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so you shall drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked shall perish before God. But the righteous shall be glad. They shall exalt before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. So, to, and then it goes on to our verses we read. So to anyone out there, if you're if there's a presence of darkness in your life and you're just, Man, what is this? or you just sense that there's a presence of darkness somewhere when you're when you're trying to minister or go forward in God, or maybe you're a parent and you're like, Man, there's just darkness It's in my kids' life, it's in their room, something like that. Dude, get in there and with faith, there's no magic spells in your Christian life. So, you know, there's no magic spells. You can't just say words and it'll do something, but if, you, if your trust is in God and you can just tell there's some darkness pressing against you, this to be read from your heart, and I'm talking about out loud, is great. God shall arise, his enemies shall be scattered, and those who hate him shall flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so you shall drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked shall perish before God. I mean, I'm... I'm getting encouraged. I'm feeling some darkness backing off of me as I'm reading this. So um, I wanted all of you guys to just mark that, you know, Psalm 68 verses one through three is just great stuff for when you're praying spiritual warfare and stuff like this. But hear me again. I, I hate to be repetitive, but there's a lot of this stuff out there. This is not a magic spell. It will not work just because you say the words. You have to have Christ in your heart and the spirit with you. Okay. But, With your sincere trust in God, these are great words for times of darkness in your life. All right, guys. So appreciate you being with me today. Great episode. Uh, Ran over our time a little bit, but that's okay. All right. All right. Hope to see you next time.